to the Island Shuffle. We're back once more with another fun shuffle. Hello to all of our fans and all of our family. All of our family, fans, listener, and to our haters, foes, and opponents. We also say hello. Hello, hater. Hello to all the haters. <laughs> to all my enemies, I say welcome to our favorite show. Russia, China, North Korea, welcome. Welcome. This is this is this podcast is nothing if not a diplomatic mission. Yes. We can achieve world peace if we can just sit all the leaders of the world down in one place and make them watch a different episode of Lost. Uh, every week, but in a random order. I As think just one season six episode of Lost, and everyone would leave, and they'd be like, "God, that was awful." Yeah, and everyone would agree that it's bad. Everyone would definitely, you know, people don't agree on much these days. Yeah, but I think we can all agree, regardless of w the nation you belong to or your politics, that season six of Lost is bad. And that's where we're at this week. Yes. And my God, we had a great season six episode. We had a season six episode that was definitely a cut above the rest. And it tells you something that it was still so much nonsense. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start with this one? I, I guess we should first say what episode it is specifically. Yeah. Season six, episode five, Lighthouse. Lighthouse. A, a house made of light? No, no, silly. One of those little beacons on the edge of a cliff to keep shifts from fucking making a big mistake. A beacon for the water boys. The boys out on the water are lost at sea. The fog's too thick and they're going, what the heck? Where can I even go anymore? I can't see. But then they see the beautiful beacon from the handsome lighthouse. They on say, the I go to that. They say, I better go to Peggy's Cove or St. Andrew's or somewhere else. Is there an iconic? There's obviously an iconic lighthouse in PEI. What's that one? Siggy's Cove. Hell, <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Well, it's famous because they, um, in the old days, they would usually light it with a lamp. Oh. But then budget cuts. Right. Um, and we couldn't afford a lamp anymore. Of course. So it was just a lit cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> just the image of like a single lit dart just slowly spinning in the yeah. night. A single ember guiding the guiding guiding the boys home. Yeah, guiding the, the boys home. <laughs> you know, we actually got because PEI is so east mm -hmm. and Europe is east of Canada. Mm -hmm. We actually brought back every single troop from World War One. They just followed the. Uh, image of the cigarette the whole way home wow they said wow i could use one of those after yep. after the big war i just fought after the <laughs> after the big goddamn war and um they came back smokes had risen like five cents a pack they were furious of course is this what we fought and died for yeah <laughs> for our for us to have to pay more to smoke and die honestly History is just fascinating, and it's everywhere you look. History uh, exists in these very bones. I would drive by these lighthouses as a youngin' and say, boring old shitty building, not even any video games in there. Sonic the Hedgehog isn't in there, so what do I care? That's stupid, yeah. Th that's and, and you know what? Turns out they're actually pretty cool. Are they making a Sonic Adventures 3? Uh, if they were... <laughs> then it really would quench all my fantasies. <laughs> my fantasies can never be quenched. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> when will I learn? When will I learn? Uh, um, so this episode's about Jack. Yes. And it is, well, in present time, mm -hmm. it's not really about Jack. Yes. But So maybe let's go over the part that's about Jack. 
the sideways time. Yeah, which is in an alternate universe where basically the entire plot is Jack's son doesn't like him very much. Yes, and it's all just him like making a sad face and like grappling with that. He's like, why doesn't my son like me? And then his son is like, dad, get a clue. <laughs> Idiot, dad. dad. I feel like the first thing that I remember from these uh, these scenes is just... Jack's son is like listening to an iPod. Yeah. And then Jack says, What are you listening to? And the son says, You wouldn't know them. Fucking boy, dude. Ain't that a mood? Ain't what? that a goddamn move? Man, oh man. Uh, yeah, Jack's. So the other thing about Jack's alternate lifestyle uh-huh. is that his dad still died. Oh, yes. His dad still died. His dad still fathered claire in australia his yeah. dad still died in australia yes and they and he was flying with a coffin back to la but they lost the coffin somehow yeah. don't you believe it and so what a what a hot mess he's poor jack here is trying to sort out the details for his father's funeral uh and and his kid is being a snooty little tootie yeah snooty little idiot boy <laughs> little idiot dipshit boy dipshit boy and yeah he hits him with the he hits him with the like you know what we see each other once a month dad can't can't we just like get, get through, through it? it and it's like boy daggers to jack's heart these are bad boys these are bad boys Later, these are two boys who don't get along very well it seems and so Jack goes off to meet J- his mom, who I think this is the first time we've seen Jack's mom. Yeah, I I didn't know Jack had a mom. Jack confirmed mom. Uh, he she's here, and they're looking for Jack's dad's will. Oh my God! What do you call it when a bunch of moms are talking on the phone together? Um, murder of moms. A mom friend's call. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that treat. You're welcome. So Jack's mom is alive and well. Mm-hmm. And not on a mom friend's call. No. There's she calls Jack. Calls Jack, so it's a one-to-one. Uh-huh. Not a, and Jack is not a mom. So Jack is not a mom. Never. You know what? In an alternate universe, he might be. Mm-hmm. In this one, he's dad. He remains not dead. a very good dad. Not a particularly great dad. And so when they're while they're there's see there's there's files everywhere in Jack's dad's office or wherever the hell they are. Uh, there's files everywhere, and they're looking and they're looking and they're like, it's like a finding a needle in the haystack. Why couldn't this be easier, boy? Dang. And so Jack starts kind of uh, talking about his woes about his son, and he goes, Why does my son? Why is my son so distant from me? And Jack and Jack's mom dishes a little bit of wisdom and yeah. says, "Hey, you know what? You you were the you were the same way when you were a kid. You was like your dad was lucky if he, uh, you know, got a word out of you ed- edgewise. Um, edgewise. <laughs> she brings the edge into things here. <laughs> she, shut up. <laughs> Don't criticize my word use." <laughs> <laughs> the edge is the real uh, the edge of your guys's relationship was so uh oh might i say wordless and uh <laughs> <laughs> but where was but but real but we we know about the edge of their relationship but what's their bono of their relationship looking like the what the bono the bon oh my god it's a joke about you two band. It's a band. joke about you two band. I love that band. You know what? They count from one to fourteen, and they skip many numbers, and that's better. <laughs> dos, dos, 
Tres, catorce. They do that. U2 is the band that Jack's son was listening to. Yes. <laughs> you wouldn't know him. Never heard of. <laughs> you would never have heard of <laughs> Octung Baby. I want to look up U2 Vertigo Remix. Wow. Yo, there's definitely a wild... EDM remix. There's a dubstep remix of Vertigo yeah. out there for real, and it's going to be good. Uh, I want like a... I want like a footwork remix of Vertigo that's just like a nightmare, like intense, like percussion break for like 10 yes. minutes. And then like one snippet of Catorce, like looped over and over again, <laughs> and, like repeatedly slammed. So it's like Catorce, Catorce, and then that's it. That's the remix. That is the Vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, that is, yeah. Yeah. It's funny how remixes are like that sometimes. Remixes You're like, are like you that. just made a new song and took one tiny piece of this other thing that's to me the best shit ever (laughs) i love that that's so silly um i mean what sampling some say it's an instrument in and of itself i like free samples ever go to costco i like those Uh, dude one time i went to sobeys and they had so many free samples and i was a kid and i was just like floored i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe i was getting a free little mini hot dog here free little cracker over here I was losing my mind. And then I realized that's not Sobeys every day. They were doing some kind of weird special promotion thing. Yeah, they were really going all out. They were going big. And they and ever since, I, every time I go to Sobeys, that's the dragon I'm chasing. Yeah, fair enough. Chase that goddamn dragon. The sample dragon. It's the sample dragon. Yeah. Imagine dragons. Imagine dragons covers Vertigo. And it becomes... <laughs> The soundtrack to a show called Lost. <laughs> I hate that idea. <laughs> Just like how Jack's son hates him. And loves the band U2. Yes. And Jack's, so Jack's mom is like, because Jack says, uh, Jack's mom says, you would never talk to your dad. And Jack <laughs> says, that's because I was scared of my dad. Mm-hmm. And then Jack's mom is like, maybe your son is scared of you. And it's a little bit of like, oh, maybe, you know, shoes on the other foot now, eh, yeah. Jack? Maybe your dad wasn't such a bad dad after all, except for the time that he <laughs> tried to coerce you into <laughs> into hiding his uh, his uh, manslaughter because of a his dicey alcohol. Move. Bit yeah. of a dicey dad move dicey there. Dicey dad. But you know what? Maybe it was kind of your fault too, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I blame Jack for that. <sighs> um, but you know, uh, so he ends up kind of going home. They find the will. They find the will after like after she dishes out this advice. He's instantly like, "Oh, found it. Here it is." Uh, and, and the will is never brought up again. The will is never brought up again. She's like, "Oh, you don't. Who the heck is Claire Littleton? I don't know." And then that's picked up some later episode. Yeah. Who cares? Um, so. Uh, Jack goes back home to find his son, but his son's not there. His son is missing. And he is worried. He calls him on the phone and says, oh my gosh, I'm so worried. If there's something I did to upset you, I'm sorry. Uh, The phone goes straight to voicemail. Yes. Indicative that someone had rejected your call. Yes. Uh, And yet Jack persists on leaving a voicemail. Yeah. uh, He says, I'm going... I'm going to check on your mom's house. Uh, if you're there, you know, go. Uh, please, please uh, just stay there and I'll come get you. 
goes to his um, ex's house. Uh, I don't think we know who his ex is. No, we don't. Um, His uh, sneaks in and uh, sneaks into his son's room to see if he's there and pokes around and sees there's some Chopin papers, uh, sheet music. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Chopin papers. Chopin papers. Chopin papers for free. And uh, <laughs> and he's like, wait, my son's doing music? And then Jack, having already uh, violated his son's privacy, ends up uh, ends up poking, looking over and seeing that the son has an answering machine in his home. He his has room. like an answering machine with a tape in it. Yes. Uh, and there's... He decides, well, I should better listen to his voicemails. Yep. And the first voicemail is a voicemail from a conservatory. The conservatory. And they're like, hey, your audition is uh, right now at this hour, and we hope to see you there. We're looking forward to it. See you there. And then the next uh, voicemail is Jack, uh, presumably, like, the day that he found out about his father dying. Yeah. And saying, like, hey, uh, something happens. We need to talk. I just need to hear your voice. Uh, Call me back when you get a chance. Which is weird because it seems like they only put that that second voicemail in there to make it seem like, oh, Jack isn't that bad a dad. Yeah. Like, he loves his kid or something, and it's like, why would they do that? Yeah. Jack is clearly an awful dad if his kid is like, his kid isn't just being a dick. Yeah. His kid is, his kid is like, like, he's very... I don't know. He's not like it's. It's clear that like Jack is not bringing something to the table here. Yeah. Like, if his kid is like treating him so coldly. Yeah. I. Th- th- I. That's how it comes off to me. I think it's. It's meant to come off like, why? Ki- why doesn't this kid just get his head out of his butt? But like it. W- it's like this is how Jack was to his dad, and mm. we've seen his dad. Yeah. He's an awful, alcoholic, manipulative man. Yes. It's. N- it's nonsense. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Jack ends up making his way to the conservatory yep. just in time for the audition. Oh, beautiful. And, oh, my goodness, you gotta hear this guy on the keys. This kid is tickling these ivories like it's nobody's business. He is. It's so... He's playing this beautiful song. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And the only thing that you want during a beautiful piano montage to happen, it happens. Yes. It, uh, it happens, which is that you hear this gorgeous arpeggios fluttering up and down and it's unbelievable it's virtuosic virtuosic yeah virtuosic virtuosic and uh it's it's, and jack is overcome he can't believe it his son has so much talent Uh uh-huh and he and he had no idea this whole time he didn't know and the camera begins to pan over the piano and then the piano music fades out and then we get a swell of non-diegetic strings that overtakes all the soundtrack. Well, for like 30 seconds, yeah. we get visuals of him playing piano while strings are the musical accompaniment. It's one of the... Like, I've never seen that before. No, that's I've new. I've never seen that before. That's new. You, like, you can just convey... like You have the music there. Totally. You have... It's like solo piano can actually be the most dynamic and interesting and emotional like performance. Mhm. But you know what we need? Just like four and f- or five notes of soft strings yeah. here. Yeah. That's how we'll that's how we'll do it. It's insane. It's it's one of the wildest moves in a in a in episode a dog's of age, moves. I'd say. In and that's seven 
years per year. I think that's a seven years per year kind of move for yeah. sure. Uh, and so Jack bows. Sorry, not Jack. Uh, his son, David, I think, bows. And everybody is impressed. Uh, and a kid walks up to Jack and says, is that your son? Dang, he's good. Uh, and uh, the, this kid walks over to his dad. And guess who his dad is? It is... I don't know. Jack's friend. The mall Santa. Uh, it's uh, Dogen uh, is his name. And you and I know him as the leader of the temple of season the six. The leader of the temple. The Asian man who only ever talks, uh, is it Japanese, I think? Yeah. Uh, he only ever talks Japanese until, uh, except for when he feels like not talking Japanese. Yeah. And he tries to, and he tried to get Jack to kill Saeed and he refuses to talk, explain anything to anyone. Yeah. Great uh, character. Great character. And he's here for some reason now, too. He's in the alternate world, and he, too, has a kid who's trying to audition for this one conservatory. So let's just try and take track of what the alternate world is at yes. this point. So things that have not changed. Yeah. Jack's dad is still the very same person. Very same person. Jack is essentially the same person, but with a son. With a son and an ex. Uh-huh. So he got and married. At the very he did get married in the real life, though, too. Oh, he did too. Yeah. Yes, oh, he does have an. He does get married and get an ex. So I wouldn't life. be shocked if it was just the same lady. It might just be. Yeah. Um. He uh. Ha his dad dies in uh -huh. Australia. Uh huh. Um. So things that are different. Um. The man who is a shaman in a temple on an island, and is Japanese. Now has a son. Is now an Asian American living in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And has a kid also enrolling in music school. Yes, in the same music school that Jack's son is in. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> these, these butterfly effects ripple out, uh, and, we'll <laughs> and we can just never really know. For you know sure. how everything can change. Yeah, everything can change. And what's most interesting is when a random guy is there for no reason. For no <laughs> discernible reason. So that's that is that that no that's not that there's one more scene jack kind of does a reconciling oh, yeah. with uh, his son jack meets up with his son outside and he was like you were so good why didn't i know that you i did, had no idea that you're still playing you were amazing what's the deal and the kid kind of comes clean and is like you know when i was a kid i'd played piano but you were always so intense about it uh i didn't want you coming here because uh because i didn't want you to see me fail and jack is like well Look, I I never want you to feel that kind of pressure. Uh, I I love you and I want you to succeed. I, I don't not that I want you to succeed, but like I'll love you no matter whether you succeed or fail. You can never fail in my eyes. I think it's oh, the exact Jack. Words. And they where was that four years ago? And he gets a little teary eyed, and the boy gets a little teary eyed. And uh, you know, as far as fucking alternate timeline bullshit goes. It was okay. It was fine. It was At least there was a thing. There was something happening. Jack didn't feel like a cardboard cutout character. His problems, even though they didn't actually matter, felt like rooted in uh yeah. in uh some kind of humanity at least. Yeah. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was it was good to have like the issue mostly be a person to person yes. solvable thing instead y of like Sawyer's tracking down the criminal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That worked a lot better than it usually ever does. But it's so insane to me that like in this, their final season of the show that has really been building up to something for a long time, mm -hmm. they choose to spend so much screen time wasting time with useless shit. It's unbelievable. Because the 
the like alternate timeline aside from a few scenes where like Desmond is rounding up the troops. Yeah. Has no bearing no on anything. No bearing on anything, yeah. And there's a few... There's The only scene I can think of off the top of my head where I was like, oh, this something about seeing these characters in an alternate context with the weight of, like, you know, the whole other timeline happening. Yeah. Something about that almost resonates. Yeah. Like, Jack talking... Jack put sending Locke into surgery is yeah. the one that comes to mind most e- readily. Totally. Uh, but so much of it is just, like... Dry nothing. It's garbage, garbage trash. Like just like we were just like like we were just like so thirsty for any quality in season six that the fact that this was at least rooted in some form of reality <laughs> and no. not like weird yeah. cardboard cutout land. Yeah, uh, was like enough for us. Yeah, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, exactly. Great job, th- everybody. Like I also want to stress how much season six, but like this episode especially, looks like daytime tv soap opera oh yeah yeah quality that was insane actually so many shots jack looking like pensive in like his study or whatever when he realizes his his kid it just looks like the most fake it was really weird it was it hasn't had that quality before and then on the island like all the a lot of like shots of lighting seem like almost like washed out like characters lose their features it was really weird it's bizarre it's like like the, the the decline in quality in season six cannot be overstated. Yeah, like season five did not. It looked silly, but it didn't look this bad. Yeah, it this mostly looks looked insane. good. Insane. Yeah, it's it's bananas. Um. Anyways, that's the alternate timeline. None of that. None, it was fine. It didn't matter. And then what happens on the island? That's I feel like it's quite a jumbled. It's a mess. Experience. It's a bit of a mess. There's like a main thing and a side thing. Okay. We can talk yeah. about the main thing first and foremost. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> this is a good scene. Uh, Hurley and Miles are h- hanging out in the temple. Oh yeah, uh, playing tic tac toe. They're playing tic tac toe with a big couple sticks and s- some O's and some leaves, and they're bored as out of their gourds, out of their goddamn skulls. And uh, they're and Hurley's like, "All right, I'm bored. I'm gonna see if I can find any food around here." And then he wanders into the pool room. Uh, remember the pool room where Saeed was drowned oh, and yeah. then brought to life? Well, Hurley's walking through it. And he sees a guy crouched over by the pool, oh. leaning by the stairs. And he says, hey, man, do they got a kitchen around here or something? And the man says, yeah, it's uh, down the hallway, Hugo. And, he, her, he, and Hurley's like, thanks, man. And then the man turns around. <laughs> and the man is Jacob. It's Jacob. Ugh, it's Jacob tells Hurley where the kitchen is. <laughs> this is Jacob. Jacob sucks a lot of ass. Yeah, this is the best Jacob reveal they've ever done. It's without a doubt the best Jacob reveal. It's so it's funny. Just like, it's like whenever he turns around too, Jacob just is posing and looks, and is sort of made to look like the hot guy in like a high school movie, oh. where it's like he's just looking over from his locker. Yeah, he's like giving us. Like, it's me. It's a smoldering gaze of yeah. the dead god who can only communicate by the pool or it's whatever. It's insane. Oh, it's big. Oh, it's ridiculous, man. Okay, so Jacob says like, uh, Jacob says like. You know, Hurley, I need your help. You're going to want to jot this down because I've got a lot to say. we got to help someone get to the island. 
And so the next scene we see is Hurley like poking around in the back hallway of the temple. And then he looks at his arm and oh, there's like a huge so paragraph. So much words. So, so much words. This man wrote infinite jest on his arm. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, and it's all in like smudgy ink. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's funny. Uh, and then, the, and then Dogen comes by. Yeah. Dogen says, what are you doing back here? You shouldn't be back here. And uh, Hurley kind of is like panicking and shifting. And then the camera pans over to Jacob, who only Hurley can see. And Jacob says, well, tell him you're a candidate and you can do what you want. And Hurley does so. And Dogen gets pissed off and leaves. It's very weird. Nonsense. Uh, but the relationship between Dogen, the, the dynamic between Jacob and Hurley throughout this episode is pretty good. Because it's a lot of Jacob being his classic, like, mm, well, I need you to do a thing for me. And Hurley being like, fuck off. What are you talking about? Yeah, chill. This is not going to work. Jacoby. Jacob, please. Uh, Jacob says, you're doing it wrong. You need to bring Jack. I said you have to bring Jack. Hurley says, I can't bring Jack. That guy's stubborn as an ox. I am can't. <laughs> I cannot do it. Tell me what to tell Jack. Tell me what to tell Jack. Guy. And then the next scene is, of course, Hurley walking up to Jack and giving him a plan. Uh, I kind of forget how uh, how it comes about, but he basically says, he's kind of like trying to convince him, being like, Jacob said, we got to go. And Jack said, I'm not leaving this temple. And Hurley replies saying, well, Jacob told me to tell you that you have what it takes. And Jack immediately says, where did you hear that? What? Who told you that? And, and Hurley says, I told you, it's Jacob. Why? Is it ever ex- explained or is it evident? Should it be evident already if you're watching this in a normal order? Why Jack would really respond to those words? Uh, yes. They allude to it later in the episode where um, when he's talking in the alternate world, when he's talking to his like, fucking alternate world son, uh-huh. uh, he talks about his own dad and how his dad always said that he doesn't have what it takes. Oh, wow. So... so The reason that Jack responds to the words, you have what it takes, Mm -hmm. is because in a different universe, Mm -hmm. his character (laughs) was told that he doesn't have what it takes. This 30 years ago in a whole different (laughs) world. I want to stress that this is one of the things that doesn't change, Uh but... Yes, from our perspective, <laughs> it does just seem like he's living in two two lives at once, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it, it really seems like if those are going to be separate universes, then uh, I sort of want them to be separate, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what we get when we watch the show in the dumbest way possible. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Honestly, that one's on us. <laughs> 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 okay, well, let's just watch it straight from now on. Yeah, I think we're going to just stop what we're doing, start a new podcast, and call it The Island Playlist. Yeah, and The Island just, Playlist. And it's just normal. From 1 to 120, real quick. Real quick, and it'll we'll just go through every episode. In painstaking detail. We should do an episode about the bonus features. Yo, there is actually one bonus feature that I do want you to see. Okay. Um, and I'll explain it when the time comes. It'll uh-huh. com- uh, it'll come. It. It'll come around like finale time, I think. Okay. Um, whenever that happens. Uh, but yeah, the bonus features are pretty funny. But we'll get we'll get to that. Um, for now, uh. The, the 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 guys are off on a journey. Uh-huh. The guys have escaped the temple, uh, and uh, the temple is 
powerful. Just kidding. The temple is obviously one of the worst set pieces of all time. Uh, so, uh, they're going, and they happen to run into Kate, and Kate pulls a gun out on Jack, and oh, then yeah. and then laughs and says like, "Oh, Jack, it's just you, Jack. I almost shot you, Jack. I almost shot you." And, and it's all she does is laugh. All she does, and is then laugh. nothing else happens. Nothing else happens. Uh, there, Jack is like, "Hey, you should come with us." And then Hurley said, "No, Jacob said it just had to be you and me." And Kate's like, "That's fine. I gotta go do my own thing anyway." And then they part ways. That is it. Mm-hmm. That is Kate's appearance in this episode. That's Kate's appearance in this episode, and a fine one at that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they go on, and then they end up wandering into the caves from season one, and they go, wow, remember this stuff? Remember the two bodies? Remember this busted up coffin that you and I haven't seen, but the audience has? Anyways, on we go. Uh, and they eventually. And that was really one where the lighting was quite bad. The lighting was very odd in yeah. that scene. Like, even, like... Obviously, comparing season one to season six feels like comparing apples and oranges. But yeah. th- but if you want an easy comparison point, this scene in the season one cave compared to any scene in the actual season one, season one cave. Yeah. Boy, howdy. Uh, they doesn't Not look the good. same at all. Not the same. Not no. the same. I also do like a moment where Hurley's leaning over those two bodies. Yeah. Uh, and he's like kind of starts to theorize and he's like, wait a second. What if we're going to travel in time again? And then oh, we yeah. travel all the way back in time. And these guys are us does that what that could be something right it's like a nice weed moment mm-hmm. it's a nice weed moment a lot of nice weed moments from hurley this that's episode. all it really is that's all that really is but i do want to mention that this episode like since this episode's main focus is just hurley and jack trekking through the jungle yeah a lot of it is just them like chatting just chatting just yeah t- totally just chatting and it's like a lot of them like like, J- Jack's kind of like, like, Hurley's like, hey, can I ask you something? What brought you back to the island? And Jack's just, like, he says some corny bullshit. And yeah. He's like, I thought that I, I was broken and I thought this place could fix me. Yeah. Uh, but, like, they also do that. Like, they also chat about, like, hey, why'd you break up with Kate? Like, it feels like they don't exist in a vacuum. Totally. Which yeah, is yeah. one thing it that. It is uh, nice. Which is one thing that this episode does better than more other season six episodes. It, like, t- it acknowledges that this is, like, a continuous actual life that these people are living. Even, like, going back to the season one caves makes it, like, makes you, like, aware that, like, oh, like, they've been here since season one. Jack literally talks about something that happens in season one. Uh, it's. You know, it's he literally talks about something that happens in season one. It's that's so, and I know that's fucking nothing. It's really funny that it's that's a, where we're at with this. It's such a like bare like this is all season six had to do. Yeah, and like it does it, I guess, but it still like looks bad and doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I know. So yeah, like it's it, fascinating. It, but it was just like, oh, they actually, it's it's not complete garbage. Yeah, it's like only they mostly thought garbage. something. They were thinking they they had brains in those skulls. These characters exist in a place where their actions they think their actions will have consequences. Yeah. Like they're behaving We know that they won't. They're behaving like themselves. Oh, and that's, so that's something I wanted to bring up and I sort of brought it while we were watching it. Yes. Is uh, what really shocked me is like so Jacob is dead yes. but he's talking to Hurley yes. throughout this entire episode. Yes. Because Hurley um, can talk to dead people as we know. Said is dead. Yes. But he is alive still. Yes, he got possessed by the monster, of course. Claire is dead. Yes. But she is still alive. Yeah, she got taken by the monster, of course. Um, This is all. John Locke is is dead, dead, but he is constantly appearing. Yeah, and yeah, the smoke monster took his form, too. It's fine. It's not. They have really managed to make death the least traumatic thing it could possibly be. That's so. 
that's true they did and like the show like it at the time made such a point of like this character is dead and they're never coming back and then by the end like you know ghost everyone has come back everyone's and then there's a whole alternate world where all the people who died before are just hanging out again totally are alive still hanging out it's nonsense it is nonsense Mm. it's trash it's uh you could call it bad television yeah and I, I would not, and I would not disagree with you. <sighs> so Did they go to their house now. Uh, yeah, I think they make it to the house. They they make it to they they're like, oh, we're here, and where is here? Why it's the titular lighthouse, lighthouse. and it's a big old stone lighthouse. And Jack's like, what the heck? This is a big friggin' building. We've been on this island a long time. How did we miss this? And Hurley says. Well, I guess we just weren't looking for it. Great response. And that's it. That's Justification. all. Justification. Yes. Finally. Fi- that's all we needed, and uh, it isn't. It finally, it all it all adds up. Um, so they end up uh, <laughs> they end up climbing in t- climbing up the lighthouse, and the top of the lighthouse scene is a real like. Boy, they forgot how to use green screen oh, in season yeah, six. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's so like poorly lit. Looks bad. Like. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it just has this weird quality that I've never seen it's in a, real life. It's very it just, soap it opera. It just looks very soap opera. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, it just looks cheap. Exactly. It looks so cheap. Like how all the temples, all the temp, all the sets for season six really look like fucking high school sets of temples. Yeah. It's nonsense. Um, so, uh, so Hurley gets up there and he's like, all right, this part of the instructions, uh, we got to turn the dial to 108. And so I'm just going to do that real quick and let me know when I get there, Jack. And uh, Jack takes a closer look at the lighthouse and he sees that there's a bunch of names on there and he recognizes their names as well. The remaining candidates' names are there and they're not crossed out. And so Jack says, all right, put it to my name. Put it to my name, 23. Hurley says, well, Jacob doesn't want that. And Jack says, fuck you, grabs the lighthouse chain thing, yanks it to 23, and then looks in the mirrors. And what's he see in the mirrors? He sees his childhood home. And Jack says, that's my childhood home in a mirror on this lighthouse. That's so wacky. What? How could this be? Are you telling me that this Jacob guy has been watching us this whole time? He's From the very beginning, he's been watching you, me. And all these other guys, these three three hundred and sixty people exactly, presumably, if this uh-huh. dial is a circle, I guess. Because it is degrees. It is degrees. So he's been watch he's been watching Xbox three sixty of us <laughs> all from the very get go. And why? Why does he have this? And Shirley's kinda being like, I don't know. I guess he shows up when he wants and I just do what he tells me. I don't I don't have a clue. And Jacob and this is this is an incredibly classic like Matthew Fox kind of like doing the like I'm mad thing yeah. where he's like he kind of like paces back and forth and is like smiling and like breathing heavily and then he suddenly goes he, he goes from like why did he want us why did he want us and like it's like that it's trash <laughs> and then he, he picks up a telescope picks up a telescope and then what does he do he smashes the mirror he smashes god's special mirror <laughs> And it is so dramatic because they are living on this island that can do anything. The island has been tracking them since the very beginning of their lives. Significant reveal, right? It yeah. feels as far as Jacob shit goes, the idea the idea that we now know the mechanism by which he's been supposedly manipulating this. Yeah. S- should seem significant. Totally. 
and Jack smashes it. And if there's one thing that we know about God and his special little place, <laughs> it's that they cannot manufacture mirrors. They just there's only one magical mirror. There's one magical mirror that God uses to see the boys. <laughs> It's God's TV has been thrown out the window. God's 360 favorite channels. Yeah. <laughs> where he looks at all the Smash. guys. There's a flat screen, too. There's a flat screen, and he looks at them all from their childhood home, and he says, they better come here soon. And that's, like, the, like, the, like, how how it works and what it does is so, it's literally just like you look at the mirror, and it's like, oh, that's my house. What's Jacob do? He just, like, looks at the house. <laughs> Ah, beautiful house. Great house. <laughs> also, Jack is like, I haven't lived in that house since I was a kid. Yeah. It's like, so for the past 30 years, has Jacob just like watched <laughs> this house that other people live in now? Yeah, that's why it took Jack so long to get here is because Jack- Jacob took so long. And then he went there and he was like, this is... This is not. These aren't the shepherds. Oh, yeah, shit, these are not the right people. This is a oh boy. Oh no, not again. Chase of the Mondays for me, an yeah. immortal being. Oh my god. <laughs> Trying to protect that fucking god light as I always am. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Source of life, death, and all that could be. I want to keep it, so I better keep an eye on Xbox 360 number of people. It's good. It's great. It's great to me. So Jack smashes it. Jack smashes it. And then like nothing really happens. Nothing really happens. Here's the here's the conclusion. Jack sits alone on a rock, looks out at an ocean. Jacob uh, appears to Hurley and J- Hurley's like, "Man, this is incredibly bad, right? We were supposed to use this to contact someone, to bring someone to the island, but then Jack went ahead and blew it all up." Whoa. and and Jacob's kind of being classic Jacob of being like, "Well, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. And it's like, I feel like it's supposed to be a twist or something. Yeah. Like maybe we're supposed to think Jacob will be mad or something. Yeah. But it's not a twist if what you did was you created a situation and then five minutes later you were like, ah, this situation doesn't matter anymore. Exactly. So it's like you created the mirror and it is a dramatic device. Yeah. And then you smash the mirror two minutes later. Yeah. And it's like, well, the mirror didn't exist five minutes ago. Exactly. And now then, it doesn't exist. Who cares? And then not only that, not only that, uh, Hurley explicitly says, "Didn't we need this mirror to, you know, summon someone to the island?" And Jacob explicitly says, "I'm sure there's another way. I'm sure he'll find his way." Like, Idiot. what? Are you, what? So stupid. And then, <laughs> and then Hurley's like, "Wait a second. Wait a second. Was this actually part of your brilliant <laughs> plan, Jacob? Don't tell me." And then Jacob says, you know, some people, you can just talk to them and they'll, and they're happy to do what you say. But other people, you gotta let them, you gotta let them break your special mirror and then let them stare at the ocean for a while before yeah. they decide to figure out what's right. And you How know, do we vote Jacob off the island? Uh, well, you kill all his candidates and then you sink his island. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, because killing him is not enough. And no. I have a big problem with that. Yeah, that's true. Killing him is not enough. I want him to be dead. Also, they burned his ashes. <laughs> you bur- can't burn ashes. <laughs> they are ashes. No, but it's, these are God's ashes. They're dude. burning ashes. You do something else to them. <laughs> Roll a joint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They burned his ashes. It's awful. 
But then, so there's another side plot. Uh, one thing I want to mention real quick before we go to the side plot. Yeah. And then we can stop talking about Jacob for a second. Uh, Hurley says, all right, well, we better go back to the temple then. And then Jacob says, I had to get you guys as far away from the temple as possible. Because someone's coming to the temple. Someone bad. First of all, just say the smoke monster. Just totally. say his fucking yeah. name. Don't be a dipshit. Uh, second of all, someone bad? Someone bad. Are you an infant? <laughs> totally, exactly. You're like, the bad man is coming the, to the temple. The bad, the baddest boy I know. The meanest widow boy I know. The is meanest coming to widow temple. boy. And I wanted you guys to not get hurt. He's going to hurt them. Give me my Timmy's and no one gets hurt. <laughs> Give me my Timmy's and no one gets hurt. The uh, problem with the monster is he hasn't had his Timmy's yet. <laughs> Madame me Timothée. Hey, no qu'un sera blessé. Ah. So, Jacob's stupid. Jacob's a dummy. Uh, yeah, a f- lot of good Jack and Hurley moments ruined by the presence of Jacob. Yeah. Classic season six shit. Whatever. There's one more plot, though. There's a pretty bad plot that still awful, happened. Awful plot. A really bad plot. Uh, Jin... Uh, has just been snapped in a bear trap, yep. and his leg is all fucked up. But who's come to rescue him? It's Claire. But this isn't the fun-loving Claire who loves to have a baby that you know <laughs> and love. I know. I was about to say, what? Descri- like what? How can you describe this person? But it's like, yes, the baby is Claire's entire personality. That's true. And so in season six, they decide, well, wouldn't it be a nice little change of pace? If we made her Rousseau-like, she got yeah. left behind when everybody left, and now she's been living here three years on the island. Uh, the problem is that, uh, like most things in season six, it's hollow, meaningless, none of it really lands. Uh, Emily, it doesn't fit. Emily de la Revine, you know, does her best, but yeah. I still, but it's not enough. Uh, they just kind of like quickly throw like this is this it's epi- bad writing it's th- awful writing this episode is the introduction of like this idea right really i think so i think wow. i think this is the first time oh we yeah see... because i guess they were like because it happened to you your sister exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um <coughs> so yeah uh claire takes Jin, but claire also takes an other that was with Jin. Uh-huh. i forget how they ended up in this situation doesn't matter uh claire starts you know doing gross ass surgery on Jin, and they're kind of having a chat and Jin's like hey how long have you have you been here alone this whole time and claire's like yeah well i have had to because these guys they took my baby and i'm gonna find it to them i'm gonna find them claire leaves and the other is other pleads with Jin and says you don't says we gotta get out of here right now we gotta leave uh, and Jin's like, no, it's just Claire. It's fine. That's it's just my friend. It's my friend, Claire. It's regular and fine. And the other says, no, no, no. You don't understand. You don't know what it's. You don't know what she's capable of. And uh, what's what's Jin to do? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. He does nothing. He doesn't do anything. Uh, Jin. Uh, uh, so Claire finishes a very gruesome surgery uh-huh. on Jin's leg. Uh, then Claire says, all right, time to torture this guy and, uh, and say like, where are you guys hiding my baby? Where are you guys hiding my baby? And the other says, we don't know anything. And Claire lifts up the ax and is ready to kill this man. And then Jin says, no, 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 they don't have your baby. Kate 
has your baby. Kate took the baby. Kate took the baby and has been raising him. Aaron's three. He's happy. He's somewhere in L.A. I think he's living with your grandma right now. Uh, or your mom, rather. Anyways, Aaron's fine. And Claire is kind of like, oh. And then he acts as the man. Yeah. She kills the man. And then later he's like, hey, Jin, why'd you lie to me about Claire, about Aaron? And Jin's like, kind of just rolls with it and is like, I, uh, but I don't know. We should go to, the, your baby is really at the temple. You were right, it, Claire. Let's go to the temple. Let's find your baby. Go to the temple. And then at the end, Locke comes in, but it's not really Locke. It's the smoke monster. And Claire says, well, this is my friend. I haven't been alone. I've had my friend Locke here the whole time. Actually, no, he explicitly, she explicitly does distinguish. She's like, this isn't John Locke. This is my friend. And so, like, whatever. You know what I just realized? What's that? She calls him my friend mm-hmm. because he doesn't have a name. He doesn't have a name. There isn't other vocabulary to call him. I like friend as a name. Yeah. I'm going to start calling too. him friend. I'm going to take Does the smoke monster ever take a female form? Does the smoke monster ever take a female form? That is an interesting question. I don't think so. Wow. Um, there's a case to be made for when Ricky was chained up in the boats all those whiles ago. Like, this was, like, the second episode we ever watched, so I yeah. don't blame you if you don't remember this, but... Oh, I do remember this, yeah. Yeah, when... And there's this lady. Yeah. Yeah. And the lady... Wasn't that, like, a lady from Ricky's past, that was That was a lady from Ricky's past, yeah. So, so how it, would her body have been there? It is unclear whether that was actually... It, that could have been Smoke Monster. That could have been just Ricky being sad. Who yeah. knows? I think it was Ricky being sad because... I don't like when things get to do that, mm-hmm. when things get to be like, uh, it's unclear whether maybe her body made it to the island yeah. somehow. And it's like, no, it didn't. Well, you didn't write that in. You can't just say maybe about something that, like, you did a bad job of putting these things together. That's Well, if you, if you hate people figuring out, uh, trying to uh, piece together bad writing and come up with a concrete theory about it, You'll love <laughs> Lostpedia's My answers. My God, um, I am really interested to see what it what it is like this time. It's because, definitely nonsense. Uh, it is definitely nonsense. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be uh, great. Uh, yeah, I wholly agree with that point. I've like obvious like if you were a shapeshifter yeah. and you could take any form, like you have a li- let's say like let's let's say you have a limit that the same limit that Smokey does. Yeah, you can only take you know dead bodies within a certain vicinity yeah uh obviously you would like go wild with that totally you would you would shape i would try all the bodies and there's so many bodies on that island yeah i would definitely you would shapeshift into women men children i would shapeshift into animals oh yeah i'd be an animal oh yeah think about that you'd be an animorph i would be be an animorph you should be an animorph you should listen to the wonder years a podcast about the animorphs yes uh, i should save that for the end of the on noisepace.xyz uh, xyz thank you very much it is a canadian product <laughs> um hmm hmm okay uh i'm being very cautious because i'm trying to avoid as we know james has never seen the finale so i'm trying no. to avoid spoilers i don't know that. how it ends uh but I think this one I can give you. Who is David's mother? Um, Jack's ex-wife. Correct. And who is Jack's ex-wife? Is it the same as in the real world? It is not the same as in the real world. Oh, I don't know. It's Juliet. That's Ew. F- that's fun. 
Fuck that. They got married and then got divorced and had a kid. That's what's different. Yeah. That's what happens okay. when that's what happens when LA makes it to LA. Wait. Juliet yeah. never lived in LA. No, she lived in Miami. <laughs> she lived in Miami, and I know that because her sister went, Welcome to Miami. <laughs> As all Miamians do. We're in Miami. Honestly, I always announce whatever city I'm in. I always say it's Montreal, baby. It's Montreal. Here we are in Montreal. Hey, who's baby. coming? Who's coming to the island? Um, I, uh, Whitmore? That's exactly right. I wow. saw the gears turning in your head as you tried to piece together all the fucking nonsense that was yeah. in season six. And there was one piece of nonsense in th- that wasn't in this episode. And it was Whitmore. And it was group. Whitmore. Uh, why did Christian and the monster tell Claire that the others had her baby? Because they want Claire to go to the temple? Uh, more or less. Um, oh, it's, oh, this is a good paragraph of not, of nonsense. He claims to have been giving her, quote, someone to hate as a helpful way to cope with her separation from Aaron. However, as it is in fact he himself who separated her from Aaron, it seems was, this was in fact claiming her for use against Jacob's forces. That sentence is weirdly That's structured. That's not words. That's not words. Mm, oh, mm, oh, baby. Here's an, here's one. Here's one I have no memory of. What is the significance of Dogen's son? There is none. I want to say, I, I, I agree with you. Lostpedia has other ideas. Okay. Uh, this is, I, I don't remember if we've seen this or if I just don't remember it, but Dogen had gotten his son mortally wounded in a car accident. Jacob offered to heal his son, but in exchange, Dogen had to take his position on the island and would never see his son again. What? Ew. <laughs> what? That's why he's learning piano? Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, yeah. That uh, is the significance of his son. That nothing. Oh, man. All right. And finally, we have a... Um, uh, actually, no. We'll have a couple more. One... I thought, now this isn't spoilery because we've seen this happen. What is it that Jack has to do, according to Jacob? Um, no idea. Oh, become the protector of the island, of course. Okay. Takes Jacob's job. Wow. This is all part of it. So Jacob is lying to everyone, saying that they're all candidates? It's only Jack? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> According to this, yeah, yeah. it was always going to be Jack. It okay. Was, no matter, there were three, there were Xbox 360 other candidates, but uh, Jack was the one. Jack the was time. always the one. It had to be Jack. Uh, finally, a self-implied one. <sighs> what is the nature of the lighthouse? Just give me a, just give me a, a little rundown of that sweet lighthouse that we all know and love. Our favorite. Well, fixture. the lighthouse is the place where Jacob goes to look at the house of Jack's family friend who bought it from jack's family (laughs) that's correct that's absolutely correct uh but there's some details in here that i am so so eager to share with you uh under jacob's orders it was built by the egyptians as indicated in the hieroglyphics by the egyptians you know the egyptians remember the egyptians in egypt no they're on the island (laughs) They're on the island now. They're on the island. They made it to the island. Uh, It was used to guide ships to the island and later repurposed by Jacob to watch the candidates in the mirror. Of course. Classic TV. 
Jacob seems to have endowed it with some electromagnetic or space-time power. Ooh, I love to hear electromagnetic or space-time power. Yeah. That's just great. Some. Some. Just a touch. Just yeah. a dash of electro, a pinch of electromagnetism, a pinch of space-time. God's mirrors. That God's easy. God's mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, as Jack seems to suggest in the episode... Uh, it seems they had to be looking for it in order to find it, thereby keeping its existence long undiscovered, which is such a, such a just, don't do that. I hate it. Don't. I am frustrated with the, that. An island can be big enough that you can not find a thing. Totally. It yeah. is fine to just be it like. It could be hidden. Instead of being like, well, I guess, how did we miss it. We weren't we looking. We weren't looking for it. Oh, baby. Whereas other stuff, it'll be like, look. Like in like in season two and three, they're like finding hatches left and right, and it feels like oh yeah okay, and they all seem yeah. to have it's a this coherent big mysterious pur- island. It's like it, ha- it all has, seems to have a coherent purpose. This is where they farmed. This is where they ran an experiment. This is yeah. where they watched that experiment. This is where they gathered intel on the hostels. This is the TV lighthouse that's hard to see. So you can't see it if you're not looking for it. Ew. Duh. Uh, the episode was bad. Garbage TV. Uh, let's watch more. Let's watch more TV, and I hope it's better, but only time will tell. I went to random.org and put in our magic numbers, 1 and 60. Yes. And I got 46. 46? Why, that's only a few episodes ago, I think. Yeah, this it's was not long, a- lo- long ago at all. 46? Oh, we've actually seen that one already. 54. 54. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. It's season 6, episode 10. The package, and it's a Sun and Jin episode, and we haven't seen it. Wow! So more of season six coming up. Boo! Boo to that. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like this episode, but way worse. Ah, okay. Well, we had to do it. We are morally obligated to do it. Um, uh, unfortunately, but you know what? That's the problem for next week, if you yeah. ask me. I'll let future Jim and Bean yeah. worry about that. Honestly, big same. Uh, that will do it for our show. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, I've been Bean. You can follow me on Twitter at Barrier Trio. I've been James. Go to uh, jamesbrown.space to see all my good. And so much good it is. <laughs> the amount of good on website. It's big. It's big. Um, big you can good on website. Big good on website. Uh, you can <laughs> follow the show on Twitter at Island Shuffle or on Facebook.com slash The Island Shuffle. Uh, also want to give a shout out to Noisespace.xyz. Uh, the kind and clever hosts of our podcast. Really clever. <laughs> really clever and so kind. Uh, and I want to shout out one podcast in particular, uh, Tuning Fork. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a podcast that uh, is about uh, albums that were either praised or panned by Pitchfork Media. Yeah. And it kind of goes into like the whole culture around Pitchfork and like dives into the review and stuff. That sounds interesting. Uh, it is. And I bring it up because they just released an episode about Lulu, the Lou Reed and Metallica no collab No way. Album. Oh, yeah. I have to listen to this. You got to listen to yeah. it. I haven't listened to it yet, but I am excited to. I love that album. I love that album. Yeah, that album got a 1.0. Yeah. Uh and you played it for me and I would like you to describe for me how you described it. Um I say two things usually when I describe that album. One, it sounds like uh like high school metal band was practicing in their garage and their drunk uncle came in and tried to sing. Yep. But also I think it just it just sounds like people who are making fun of music. <laughs> that's that's the one that sticks with me. <laughs> 
you you played it for me and I like was aghast. I yeah, couldn't believe it's it. It's crazy. It's really on one. Yeah. Uh, anyways, go listen to that episode if you want to hear more about <laughs> Lou Reed and Metallica's famous collaboration. Uh, and that will do it for us. That's it. That's it for us. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Lost. Thank you, JJ Abrams, for everything. Good job. Good job, Abrams. And like you say, at the end of every episode.